Welcome to the Parlay Podcast, a thought-provoking and entertaining podcast that breaks down the pathology of speech, language, and other processes that affect the way we communicate on a daily basis. Professor of Speech and Language Pathology, Chantal Mayer-Crittenden, hosts a bevy of guests who help her explore and explain the diverse landscape of speech, language, and their relationship with the brain. Oh my God, that's quite the introduction. That was my husband, Kevin, actually. So thank you very much for that. We had a lot of fun uh, recording that a little while back. So this is it, the very first episode of the Parlay podcast. Wow, I actually can't believe that I am sitting here recording this for the very first time. I actually thought about doing this about three and a half to four years ago. Um, and really didn't think that I would see it happening. So I'm thrilled to be here talking to you today. Uh, why am I sitting here talking to you today? Well, it all started with the what I call the airplane mate conversations that I've had over the past few years. So a lot of people will refer to this mostly as the elevator conversation, but I don't really need to take an elevator, but I am often in an airplane. I travel a lot. I am a speech language pathologist, uh, also a university professor at Laurentian University, and I have to attend several meetings in Toronto. I'm a board member for the Ontario Association of Speech Language Pathologists and Audiologists. So about once a month, I have to travel from Sudbury, Ontario, to Toronto, Ontario. And I often end up with a plane mate who wants to strike up a conversation. And so what do they ask? What brings you to Toronto or why were you in Toronto? So then I explain, well, I'm a speech language pathologist and immediately I am uh, given this puzzled look so then I try to explain what speech language pathologist means. And most people will know that we work with kids. So you'll often see a lot of commercials where cute kids have a little lisp, you know, <clears throat> um, they'll talk about Superman toy and the fan box with their friend Sam. So they think that we work on lisps 365 days a year, but that's not the case. We do a lot more. So I try to explain more about the language part of it, but then I lose them. Um, I mean, what is language? And to explain this to someone sitting beside me, a complete stranger is often frustrating to say the least. So this is something I actually ask my students. So we have an undergraduate program here at Laurentian. So after four years, five years, even into the master's program, I ask them, what is language? If you had to tell your grandmother, your aunt, your uncle, someone on the street, what is language? They really have a hard time explaining it. So again, this is something that is very difficult to understand for anybody out there in the public and even our students who are training to become speech language pathologists. So then I thought, people need to know, they need to know that communication is super important, that language is super important. It's part of our everyday lives. I mean, I'm sitting here today talking to you using speech, using language, communicating. So it's something that we often take for granted. So just, you know, in a nutshell, there is no in a nutshell. <laughs> um, it's a good thing that I'm not in an elevator trying to have this conversation because I'd probably have to hit the emergency stop button to, to finish the actual conversation. So hence this podcast, uh, we're going to talk about communication. What is communication? What is language? I mean, language in and of itself is, is just a, an amazing phenomenon 
we have an idea in our head. If I want to talk to you about the awesome sushi I had last night, I've got this picture of sushi in my head. And essentially what that is, is a bunch of neurons. So neurons are brain cells, they're firing up in my brain. And I want to communicate with you that I had awesome sushi. So there are different ways of communicating. Some people choose to communicate through music, songs, through dance, choreography, theater, art. I mean, you can go to a museum and stand in front of a piece of art and try to extrapolate what the artist intended to communicate by that piece of art. But what we do as speech-language pathologists is communicate or work with people who communicate through language. So they use speech, they use words. So again, I have this picture of sushi in my head, this awesome restaurant I went to. That's the idea. Neurons are firing up. There's a lot of stuff going on in my brain. I want to share that with you. What do I do? Uh, I don't want to dance about it, so I will use my words. So I have to first choose the words, and then I have to use the proper intonation with those words. So if I say to you, I had this really awesome sushi last night, it doesn't really convey the message. So you want to use the proper intonation. Um, and again, you have to choose the right sounds for it to come out properly. So that's language in a nutshell, uh, how we communicate using words. And like I said, most people don't really have a very good understanding of what is language. So other aspects of communication that I want to touch on during this podcast is what happens when you have, for whatever reason, a communication impairment, whether you are born with it. So there are um, various conditions. They can be neurological that will have an impact on communication. Uh, one that is not very well known, but is very common is called developmental language disorder. So this will impact children, adolescents, adults with their communication. Um, so I'm sure everybody listening has had this experience where they've been talking to a person for five minutes, 10 minutes. It could be a clerk at a store, a waiter, waitress at a restaurant, and then that person leaves and you just say, man, that person was weird, but can't quite put your finger on it. Why was that person weird? What was strange about that encounter? Well, it's often communication. And communication isn't just about what people say, it's also everything they don't say. So their body language, the way they looked at you, the way they understood your sarcasm, the way they waited to finish what you were saying before they said what they wanted to say. Uh, another thing that really bugs me is when you're talking to a person and you can tell that instead of listening to you, they are actually thinking about what they want to say next and you know completely ignoring what you're saying. So those are all little things that make a person a good communicator or a not so good communicator. Um, other people who may have communication difficulties are people who have autism spectrum disorder. Um, so again, if you ask anybody on a street corner, what is autism? <coughs> Excuse me. They will have a good idea of what autism is. You ask them, what is dyslexia? They will have a you know, general idea. But if you ask someone, what is a developmental language disorder? Um, they probably won't know, yet it is extremely common. There's about two kids in every classroom. About 7% of the population have a developmental language disorder. But people don't know about it because these people are often, you know, what we often call the Cinderella uh, effect. So it doesn't show. It's, it's not as obvious. There's no behavioral outbursts. 
Uh, so they just have a really hard time finding those words. So they do have that picture. They can see the sushi in their head, but they can't really formulate their th thoughts in a cohesive manner to, to get that message across. So I'd like to have people on this show who may have communication disorders themselves and have uh, various experts who study this. So I'd like to invite some university professors and researchers who have experience with people who have communication disorders such as developmental language disorders. Um, there are also many speech language pathologists out there who work on a daily basis with, with children, uh, with adults. Uh, another area is uh, brain injury. So anyone who's had a brain injury will likely have a cognitive communication disorder. So they really have a hard time with that nonverbal communication. So just knowing when to stop talking, what to say, when to say it, how to say it, uh, is very difficult for them. As a matter of fact, one of our guests will have, um, is a, a guest who ha has had a brain injury, and she'll talk a little bit about, you know, what that has meant to her. Um, other people who may have communication disorders are people who've had strokes. So a stroke is basically lack of oxygen to the brain or blood on the brain. And if you hit that part of the brain that is responsible for language, well, that means you'll have a hard time with communication. And basically these people will live life with the word on the tip of the tongue syndrome. So they constantly feel like they can't find that word. A lot of them have a very difficult time communicating, they use, you know, one to two words. So I'd like to have some guests who have had a stroke on the show to talk about um, their experience and how they've come, you know, tried to, to find strategies to better communicate. So all that to say, uh, this is pretty much going to be the content of this podcast, trying to make it more uh, accessible to everybody out there to understand why we need to communicate and the impact that maybe a communication disorder might have on uh, your everyday life. Um, you know, when I thought about this three and a half years ago, I really didn't know how. How do people even record a podcast? How, what do they need? What kind of equipment do they need? Uh, what software do they need? So I, I had no idea, which is why I teamed up with the folks at Launchpad Creative and they helped me from, you know, picking a name, the Parlay podcast, finding a logo, an icon, which I love, setting up. I mean, you wouldn't believe the amount of detail that you have to think about to even be able to record a podcast. Uh, down to the introduction, which you heard at the beginning um, of my husband. Um, and even today, just setting up the equipment and recording everything. So I'd love, like to thank them from the bottom of my heart. Also, uh, thank the team at Laurentian University for uh, also letting us use their recording studio. Um, you know, uh, this is all little things that you need to think about. I can't really do this in my open concept home when my three kids are running around making a lot of noise. So I'm grateful for this room. Um, I'd also invite you to check out my Facebook page, Bilingual Kids in Ontario. I have an Instagram page, Chantal underscore SLP. You can follow me on Twitter. You can also check out my website, theparleypodcast.com. For all my French listeners out there, please note that there will be a French stream to this podcast called 
Parler en balado, where I'll be talking a lot about the implications of speaking a minority language, such as French, in an English-dominant community. So in Canada, every province or territory outside of Quebec has French as a minority language and English as the majority language. And that does have some implications for children who are learning French in a French school or even French immersion. Um, because their exposure to that language is very limited um, when compared to English. And so a lot of kids struggle to learn the minority language and then some parents often think, well, do I need to switch my child into an English school? So we will talk a little bit about that and the struggles that it may bring forth as both you know, the speaker, but also as the teachers that are working with these children and the speech language pathologists and the families who really don't know what to do. So that is definitely something that I will be addressing on this podcast, but I will um, most likely record uh, most of those episodes anyway, in French, so that those teachers and speech language pathologists and families who want to know more about how to support their French child um, or English child wanting to learn French, um, what they can do. All right, stay tuned for that. I guess that kind of gives a pretty good idea of what this podcast will be about. Thank you so much for listening to this very first episode. I hope that I've piqued your curiosity and that you'll tune in to the next episodes. Like I said, I sat in on a lot of airplanes and I've tried to give this spiel to a lot of different people. And in return, I've gotten a lot of questions and most people seem quite interested in this. So if you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like to hear more about something, please reach out to me. I've given you a lot of my social media contacts. You can also reach out to me at our, the website, theparleypodcast.com. There is a tab there for specifically for the podcast. I'd love to hear your questions, your comments, and hopefully even bring forth some of your comments and questions on future episodes. So thanks again. I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I did, and I look forward to talking to you soon in the future. Take care.